In this episode, I'll talk about what to do to help a horse who's become arena sour. Whether your horse flat out refuses to go in the arena, or if he's just a flatter, duller version of himself, this episode will give you some things that you can do to help your horse love the arena, or at least stop hating the arena. So here we go, episode 95, Arena Sour. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. It's such a bummer when you are all excited to go for a ride and try to progress and practice some exercises, but when your horse gets near the arena, he balks, or you just kind of feel the life go out of him. Maybe when you ride outside, this horse might be bright and happy and forward, but walk inside a fenced rectangle and everything changes. For some people, this may just be an annoyance. It's sort of just the way he is, they may say, and it becomes an exercise in making him do it anyway. And that method rarely causes the horse to become more inspired and happy the next time. So the cycle just continues. They don't want to go in the arena because they think it's going to kind of stink. <laughs> and then they are made to work and they're like, yep, I knew it was going to stink and it really did. And it goes around and around and around. And then that convinces the person even more, well, that's just the way he is, and you got to really make this horse go. So we don't want to do that, and it doesn't have to be that way. So I guess, first of all, it's good to point out that it's a normal problem that a horse might associate an arena with work and then kind of not prefer to be there. Now, just saying that it's a normal kind of problem doesn't mean that it's not solvable or that we should expect that every horse is going to feel this way because we can play with our horse in a way that this doesn't happen. It just needs to be added to the list of things that you pay attention to in your training and in your relationship with your horse. So if you're describing your horse as arena sour, it means that this normal kind of problem has become chronic. It means it's shown up a lot and not enough has been done to turn it around. Or maybe you've been trying, but you just haven't found the answer for that particular horse yet. And another day goes by and the same thing happens. And now it's chronic. That's when you can, you end up labeling your horse like, oh, this horse is arena sour. <laughs> if you're doing that and you're saying that, it means you have a chronic problem. Now, before I talk about what to do, I want to highlight again what not to do. Don't treat arena sour like it's a discipline issue alone. So there might be parts of how we deal with this problem where, yeah, we've got to say something like, hey, horse, <laughs> listen, I need you to walk forward when I ask you to walk forward. I need you to not buck or run away when I ask you to go. So yes, we need a piece of that, but that's not the whole sentence. 
the whole sentence needs to be more like, hey, when I ask you to walk forward, I really need you to do it, but I promise it's not going to be bad. I promise you're going to be okay. I promise you you won't regret this. I promise it's not going to be as bad as you think. So don't get into the dominance game and think it's about showing a moose boss or making him submit to your wishes and just deal with it. Cooperation is always the goal. And I know many of you listening are right there. You're already going for cooperation. But with arena sour horses, you would be, well, maybe you won't be surprised, but there's a lot of that kind of talk. This horse just needs you to show him what he needs to do. He can't, don't let him get away with that. He has to go. You have to prove to him that you can make him go. It's really easy to get into that. And it's really easy to feel like that that's what you need to do, but it's not the whole sentence. So somewhere between, oh, okay, I'll let you just run out of the arena with me. <laughs> you know, We don't have to do that either. But the sentence is more like, listen, I need you to walk forward when I ask, but I promise I hear you. I hear that you're worried and I promise it's not going to be bad for you. I promise you're going to be okay. I promise it's going to be better than you thought it was going to be. We have to have that kind of sentence if we want to turn it around. You know, go ahead and make them work <laughs> if you want to keep it a chronic problem. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to turn it around and try to find the cooperation. Okay, so I told you what not to do. So what to do? I think about arena sourness being caused by a thing, a thought, or a pattern. So a thing might be, okay, it's a scary arena. The wind sounds weird, you know, when it goes around or through that window. Maybe there's weird shadows, right? So it's a thing. That, that corner is dark. It's so beautiful and bright and spacious outside. And now I feel claustrophobic in this thing, right? So there's a thing problem. <laughs> there's something that your horse doesn't like about the arena. It could be a thought. So that thought might be coming from you. So the rider might be tensing up and more anxious inside the arena, or maybe the rider's just thinking about arenas. Arenas are for work and everywhere else is for fun. <laughs> so that could cause arena sourness. So it could be a thought. A pattern is where you've proved to the horse and you've shown to the horse or maybe it's not you, but somebody did, that the work is always harder inside the arena and it's always more fun outside the arena. So there's a pattern. This is what we do. This is what always happens. So I know it's going to kind of be bad for me. I know it because every day it's been proved to me. And, you know, as we'll see, there could be, you know, lots of, lots of factors that can go into this. So how do we start moving through this? I think just well, first of all, identifying it could be a thing, it could be a thought, it could be a pattern, and sometimes it's a combination is already going to help you start to solve it. But what else can we do? So the first thing that I'll tell students to do and that I'll do if I meet a horse that's arena sour is to just notice. So notice your horse. We want to start to uh, literally take notes, <laughs> take note of what's happening. 
When does it happen? Does it happen in every arena or just certain types of arenas? So does it, is he arena sour in covered arenas or maybe he's okay in covered arenas, but closed in arenas? Do, what happens if, it, if there's a fence in the arena? Some arenas don't have fences. It's a patch of rectangular shaped dirt in the middle of a field, but still that's enough to cause it. They go on the grass, they're fine. They go in the dirt. <laughs> so it, is it the surface? Is it, does it have something to do with other horses? A lot of times when people ride out in the trail or in the field, there's more space or they're riding alone. And when they go in the arena, it's a shared space. So there's other horses. So is it the arena or is it the other horses? And some horses, um, they, they're where their arena is located. Maybe they can't, they feel far away from all the other horses. Maybe they can't see the, the turnouts or the other stalls. So maybe it's the opposite. Maybe in the arena is the only time that they're feeling alone. Notice, is it in the competition arena or is it the warm-up arena? Or is it your arena at home? What about your neighbor's arena? <laughs> so again, just noticing does it happen every single time or only sometimes? Does it happen towards the end of the week after a few sessions of riding or is it on the first day that you go out? Is it a Monday arena sour or is it a Friday arena sour? What about mornings versus afternoons? So these are all some of the things you want to notice. It may or may not be the actual arena but it may be some of these other factors that go along with it. So I would advise you to, to take some time, at least a week, where you're planning on just noticing and taking notes, taking literal notes about it, like a piece of paper and a pencil <laughs> or a pen or on your phone, whatever you like to take notes on. But be ridiculous about it. Take notes of all the things that are happening when you notice your horse being arena sour. How many horses are in the arena? Are you by yourself? Is it feeding time? Is it the morning? Is it the afternoon? What were you thinking of doing when you were going to go in the arena? You know, just write down everything like a little science experiment. You want to be curious and objective. So don't write down things like, ah, he always does this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we know that. That's why you're trying to improve it. But just go, okay, well, it's a cloudy day and there's four horses in the arena. It's the afternoon. Write down everything. Spend at least a week just noticing. See, make it a game of how many things can you notice. You can also make note of the strategies that you use when you come across this. So if your horse is heading into the arena and suddenly you feel them go flat, like someone let all the air out of the tires and you say, Hey, come on, come on, let's just get going. What happens? And does it work? Sometimes it works. Sometimes we go in there, we, Hey, come on, get going. And the end of the session, and actually the horse feels great. He might feel happy at the end of the session, but then take note what happens the next day. So another strategy you might be using is if your horse goes in the arena and kind of balks or it goes flat and you say, oh, okay, never mind. I feel that you don't really want to be in here. Let's go ride in the field. 
Okay, that, that could be a strategy that you use. And you notice, how does it go out there? Does, is he still kind of flat? Or did he perk right up? And then try the next day. How does he the next day after you try that strategy? So want, you want to remember that arena sourness, again, it's a chronic problem. And that means it's been there a while. And it means there's probably many layers of tension to unpack and resolve. And so this first period of just really noticing, noticing everything about the, about the situation, notice all the things you can, <laughs> can notice about what kind of arenas he's sour at and stuff like that. And notice your strategies. Okay, this happened and I reacted this way. Even if you don't change anything at this point, just, just write a note, go, well, my horse balked and I, you know, kicked him in the pants and he got going <laughs> and he was a good boy the rest of the ride. Okay, great. Write that down. Or you could say, you know, my horse balked and I, I just said, uh, I don't want to deal with it. So we went and rode in the field. That's okay. Write it down. This is just noticing. You can try different things on different days. Just notice that you have choices and write them down. So now the other thing to know about arena sourness is that it is a relationship issue too. And, you know, as you probably know, relationships can be complex. <laughs> so arena sourness can likely be more complex than, than one thinks. So again, anything chronic, there's layers. There's layers of the experience and there's also layers to the complexity of the relationship, right? Because it's you and him together. He's likely not going into the arena by himself. You're there with him. So it is a relationship issue. So during all this noticing time, you're going to probably make some really helpful realizations. And you might start to see some patterns. And like I said before, it might not be the arena. It might be the presence of other horses or the lack of the presence of other horses. So, you know, in writing this down, you might start to see and notice things that are going to be really helpful as you begin to try to solve it. Now, you may notice that there is uh, more of a fear in your horse. So uh, sometimes balkiness and arena sour just feels like flat and dull, and unenthusiastic, um, anger even. Um, but some horses you're going to notice that there's actual fear and the arena sourness might be showing up as anxiety. Uh, it might be due to claustrophobicness or um, scary sounds, <laughs> scary shadows, things like that. Uh, so if your horse is afraid, if you're noticing fear, just know you're always going to have to help with the fear first before you start getting into the discipline of him doing what you ask. You know, the fear always jumps to the top of the list as far as prioritizing um, what you're going to need to address. And yes, even in dealing with fear with horses, there's times we have to say, hey, come on, <laughs> you're, you got to listen to me, right? So there's one strategy for helping horses who are distracted by their fear is to have really good conversations with them and say, hey, just for this moment, please listen to me. But again, you're going to have to do it with the attitude that you realize he is feeling fear 
So during that conversation of getting his attention on you, you have to be trustworthy. You have to be coming from the attitude that he is safe with you. So it's not, hey, listen to me or else, because that's just giving him one more thing to be afraid of. It's coming from like, hey, hey, look at me. Everything's good. You're safe. You're fine. I'm going to prove it to you. And it's so important to have that in the front of your mind because that attitude is what's going to create um, the choices, right? So that's going to affect your decision making. And you have to know that the, the decision making has to be based on knowing the end result is that he feels safe. Okay, so let's say you've done all this and you realize that your horse really does change when he enters any arena and you're pretty sure it's work-related, right? So we're going to say it's not just he's claustrophobic and afraid and it's not just because of the time of day or that the other horses are being fed or something like that. Let's say that it really is arena sour and it's work-related. That's really com that's common. <laughs> so again, normal problem, but uh, we don't want it to become chronic, but chances are maybe it has. Or maybe some of you are, have young horses and you're starting to notice this. So again, normal, but don't let it become chronic. So a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about that will help you unwind and help a, a, an arena sour horse become not arena sour these are also the same strategies you can you can use to help um, prevent <laughs> it from becoming chronic. Like I said, it's really normal for a horse who's working in an arena to go, eh, I don't want to do it today. So these things are going to help you avoid that and keep a happy attitude about the arena. Okay, so let's take a look at how we can really improve this. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one-week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. The next thing that we need to do to help, to help improve this or prevent this is to notice now yourself. So we notice our horse, now notice yourself, your thoughts, your patterns. How do you change when you go into an arena or even think about going into the arena? So when you're preparing, you know, the night before or the morning of, and you're thinking about what you're about to do with your horse, how are you thinking 
when you're thinking, and we're going to go into the arena and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Why? Why are you thinking that way when you're thinking about the arena? So are you thinking that arenas are for work, for precision, for performance, and fields and trails are for fun? (laughs) Do you have a pattern of only doing work inside arenas? So do your best to be really objective and honest about what you notice here, because it's all good information. So many students I meet may say something like, my horse is so fun on the trail or when we go ride in the fields, but when I go into the arena to do dressage, everything just shuts down. And so then my question usually is, well, how is he when you do dressage on the trail or when you do dressage in the field? Or I might ask, well, how is your horse when he's in the arena not doing dressage? And often I get some silence (laughs) or the answer is, I don't know. I've never done that. So yay, celebrate, because that means you found a pattern and patterns can change. So often I also hear about at competitions that horses are really great in the warm-up, but then they head down center line and like, it's like someone let all the air out of the tires again. Well, how is the competition arena different? How does the horse know? He went from one patch of dirt with a little rectangular fence around it to another patch of dirt with a rectangular fence around it. How do they know? How is it different? Is there a chance that the rider is changing how they feel? So when you go from one to the other, is there a chance that you are feeling different to the horse? And is there a chance that the tension level is going up? So as you can see, the the solution to arena sour is very dependent on doing a lot of noticing. (laughs) And this will give you the answer for your individual circumstance. But I want to also give you some general guidelines to overcome this. So number one, you've got to change the pattern, right? So chances are you notice some patterns in how you're thinking and what you're doing. If you know what your horse loves, you can then start to associate that with the arena. And there's, I mean, there's lots of horses who actually find a lot of comfort in the arena. So notice what you're doing every time you're in the arena. That's what the horse is learning. So do you ever go into the arena to do groomies or hang out and watch other people scratch all his favorite itches? Have you ever done your exercises outside the arena And then end the ride by riding into the arena and that's where you cool out or where you get off. And can you untack in there and stay there until he's really relaxed? So you can sort of counter condition it, change something. If you always only go in the arena to do work for a few days, and it's going to take longer than that, (laughs) but for a few days, you can start with going, all right, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go in and do things that my horse likes in the arena. You know, hopefully you're in a place where you can find time to do this and that they allow you to do this. Some facilities, this is really hard. They don't want people hanging around in there, getting in the way. 
They don't want their horses laying down and making a funny little flat spot. So do your best. Maybe talk to the owner and figure out when can you do that. After hours, it might be worth it. Stay, you know, get up, get there earlier or stay there longer or ask special permission, you know, right before they drag the arena. Can you go in and let your horse roll or something like that? Just see if, see if there is a way that you can get in the arena and do things way opposite than what you normally do. Now, another thing that I love to do, and you can see if this is possible, is to be able to ride through your arena. So, for example, in my fenced arena, so I have one arena that has fences and gates. Sometimes it's nice to have fences. (laughs) But I always like to put two openings. So I have two gates. I have one in the middle of a short side, and then I have one at the end of a long side and I purposely put them in different, I didn't make it symmetrical, right? So I just put it randomly somewhere else. I can open them both up all the way. I'm also able to take out the corner boards, right? So to make it easier for me to drag, cause I drag with an ATV and with a tractor that I can't like pick up and put down the drag. So in order to get through the corners, I made it so I can slide the corner fence boards in and out. And so if I have an arena sour horse, I'll pull those fence boards. So it starts to have more openings and looks a little bit more like a random fence line in the, in the middle of a field. Now the surface changes too. So I have grass and then inside the arena is dirt. But um, what I like to do is be able to open those things up and I ride through, right? So I can ride through the arena and out to the grass. Um, so picture a grass area with a sand rectangle with some fences around it, and then all these things open. And I will, I'll tempt when I do it with myself, I'll do it with myself. And I do this with students. I'll say, okay, so ride, find a, a, a line you can ride where you're out on the grass, you ride through the arena and you're back out on the grass again. And you can do that in a pattern, like make it feel like a big circle, or you could make it a little random. Like you go in and you turn left and go out that gate, or you go in, you do one lap and then you go out this other gate and back out on the grass and stay on the grass until they feel normal and then ride through it again. And I, I have them really tune into their bodies and their thoughts as they're approaching the arena. You'd be amazed how much you can find your own brain kind of tightening up (laughs) and your own body kind of tightening up as you see that gate coming and you're about to go in the arena. So I have them um, continue on this pattern and playing with it and doing transitions randomly in and out of the arena until, until it becomes like a blurred line. And so the other thing you can do here is have a really soft focus and kind of lift your attention and your focus up, use your peripheral and see if you can literally have the fences and the boundaries disappear, that your focus is on the space, right? So focus on this huge space and not just, uh, not a narrow space, but like, you know, if, if my, if the space in my peripheral vision is like five acres, I'm trying to really focus on the five acre space. And in that five acre space, it's all dirt. Some dirt has grass, some has sand. 
some has trees, some has fence boards, but it's all dirt. And if I can get my mind to, to be in that soft, open focus, and if I can help my students have that same open focus, then it's all just every stride becomes the same as any other stride. Now, your horse still might change because he's got a chronic problem. <laughs> so he might change, but it's going to feel a lot different if you, in your mind, are riding on five acres of dirt, <laughs> of earth. <laughs> Maybe it's grass, but like five acres of earth. And your horse hesitates for a minute. You're going to respond a lot differently if you're in this five acre bubble and you're just like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Rather than, oh, here he is again, he's balking, he's, oh, I'm getting near that gate, I know he's going to start shutting down. Like, you want to try to let all that go. This is a great time to have, like, music playing <laughs> in the environment or on your headphones or something to make sure that you are, are not feeding into the old pattern. Because brains, our brains are really masterful at prediction. That's what our brains do. Our brains go, oh, this happened, then this happened. I see the pattern. I know what's going to happen next. That's what makes us so smart. <laughs> and it's what gets in our way. So the more you can soften your focus, see the bigger space, um, keep your brain busy listening to music instead of predicting and preparing and softly move through it. And your horse will pick up on it. So... Um, now again, saying this, I know probably some of you are thinking about the logistics of your own property. You're like, well, that's great, Karen, but I don't, the arena is not sitting on five acres of grass. The arena is like tucked in the corner of this property, some, somewhere between the barn and the parking lot. All right. So I know that there's some considerations, but I'm going to tempt you to Come up with a way to make this concept possible. You might have to do it um, just walking. You might practice walking from the mounting block in the arena, out the arena, uh, towards the parking lot, turn left, go back to the stall, and then go again. Like, find a way. Don't let this become a barrier and think, well, I can't do this exercise because it's my, it's my property's fault. Find a way. <laughs> Find a way to move through your arena and have it have nothing change. That's the goal. Nothing changes. And then on top of it, find a way to end up in the arena doing things that your horse likes, whatever that may be. Scratches, cookies, groomies, roll. Maybe your horse likes to jump. Maybe when you go um, in the field where he's happy and on the trail when he's happy, it's because you're in like two point on all the long rain and you jump a log. Well, can you put a little jump in the arena and do your dressage and your precision and your biomechanics somewhere else? And then when you go in the arena, you get up in two point and let him like, you know, canter down over a jump and then stop and give him scratches and cookies. <laughs> it sounds silly, but this is what's going to change. You've got to change your horse's mind about what's going to happen. Because guess what? Your horse is a pattern animal too. They're pattern learners. And if they're arena sour, they have picked up on a pattern. Or a thing. Or a thought. <laughs> 
All right. So now, um, arena sour horses who, again, who aren't afraid of something about it have learned to not like arenas. And if you force those horses, they can actually develop a fear about it. So see, you know, if your horse is fearful and it's not fearful of the shadow or the sound and they've been pushed through it, that fear they might have might be of you. They might be afraid of what you're going to do when they're in the arena. So it might have started out as, ugh, I just don't want to work today because we always have to work so hard and you're always so tense and you're always so restrictive in the arena. That might have just been a pattern like that of like, ugh, I really, eh, I don't, pre- I don't prefer this. Let's go on a trail ride. But then the way it's handled, because you turn into a, not you, of course, but someone <laughs> turns into like a dominating boss and then all of a sudden you're like riding with so much stronger aids. Now they're, now there's, they might be developing a fear and the fears of you, the fears of what you're going to do. And the, oh my gosh, who's this crazy lady? She's so nice on the trail. Now this brings up a very important point, maybe the most important point. And this is about how you are doing your quote unquote work in the arena. Now, work is not a four-letter word. Okay, it is a four-letter word, but not that kind of a four-letter word. So really the biggest picture here is to change how you're doing the work that you're doing in the arena. So remember that one of the principles of dressage naturally is that dressage is for the horse. The work is meant to be harmonious education, interesting conversations, achievement of balance, and, and free ways of moving where the horse feels successful. And horses like that. Horses are so strong. It usually isn't the work that they don't like. It's the discomfort, the force, the mindless control, and the lack of acknowledgement for their efforts that they don't like. So it is possible to, quote unquote, work a horse every day in an arena and have them love the process. So that might be the hardest thing to change, but the things I'm suggesting in this episode will help open some small doors so you can begin to redo the way you are able to be with your horse in the relationship of working in arenas. So again, like with so many challenges with horses, we need to approach the problem with an attitude of, of like, Hey friend, I'm so sorry. You hate this. What can I do to help you? I'm so sorry. You hate this. What can I do to help you? My friend, that's, what's going to start to unwind it. So arenas are meant to be tools. They're training tools. They shouldn't be a chamber of horrors or sweat factories. Arenas are not meant just for work. They're part of, they're a tool for harmonious education. So listen to your horse and see, see what he needs. What's he telling you? What has he learned about arenas? And how can we change what he's learned? You want to be making decisions that's going to help your horse feel good and feel confident 
And as always, the, the artful piece is to find your blend of clear, confident leadership. You know, that's that, hey, I need you to do this. <laughs> but blend that with, I hear you. Let's change something so you feel better. And, and that's going to be your journey. But this can change. And it's worth taking the time to change it. So with arena sourness, a little creativity and a lot of compassion will help you create a cooperative horse who trusts you and he'll give you so much. So I hope this helps. You don't have to suffer through making horses do things that they don't want to do. It's a shame if they're arena sour. So commit to having the kind of relationship that will build cooperation. You can prove to your horse every day and create new patterns that you hear him and you want to do things that are good for him. You want him to feel cooperative. You want to prove to him that arenas are not horrible places, that you can have fun in arenas and you can be precise out on the trail or in the field so that your communication, your relationship is the same no matter where you go. All right, I'll end this episode here. I hope that helps. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.